Hello, boxing fans. Welcome to another episode of I grab the mic and try to say yes, y'all. Staring at the world through my ribs. I grab the mic and try to say yes, y'all. TikTok, you don't stop. I grab the mic and try to say yes, y'all. I grab the mic and try to say yes, y'all. TikTok, you don't stop. Hello, boxing fans. Welcome to another episode of World Championship Boxing and Happy New Year. Today we are taking a look back at 2018 and giving our World Championship Boxing Awards. And I'm joined once again by one Silva. What's up, man? Hey, Happy New Year, Logan. Happy New Year, fight fans. And um, we kick off 2019. What the fuck's here? <laughs> oh, the episode yes, yes. never-ending loop. Yeah, but anyway, yes, today we have our annual award show. 2018 was a banner year for boxing, the number one combat sport in the world. Unbelievable year 2018 was, and it's going to only get better in 2019. Multi-million dollar contract signed with streaming services and networks throughout the world. Um, Never before has so much boxing been available for the international for the international fan for the for the worldwide fan all over the world there is boxing every weekend and uh if you do like I do you get to see everything for free <laughs> <laughs> so in general now when you um why don't we run down here the categories all right okay i'm going to run down the most important to the least important and then We'll reverse it when we talk about the when we when we reveal each winner. This year, as every as we've been doing for the past seven years, we'll be talking about the fighter of the year, the fight of the year, the round of the year, the knockout of the year, the comeback fighter of the year, the upset of the year, the event of the year, network of the year, and we will kick off with. Maybe the most important award that we give out every year, the Pussy of the Year. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that no one else does but us. And, uh, you know, if we want to make it politically correct, we'll say the Wimp of the Year. But uh, in general, the Pussy of the Year, who is he? Promoter Eddie Hearn, who had a tremendous 2018, and he got the ball rolling as far as multi-million to billion-dollar deals with a network. He struck a huge deal, a 10-year deal with Dazen, the, street, the international streaming service, where for nine ninety nine a month, you get to see almost weekly boxing cards. I mean, they've had on a, a plethora of, we never did this award, but he would definitely be, in my opinion, 2018's Promoter of the Year. He was the best promoter in boxing but with being the best promoter in boxing he's the number one promoter in boxing right now comes a responsibility to the boxing fan that he continually and outright ignores he has the single biggest in Europe and the second biggest fighter in the world in the almost oh man Hold on, he was dropped. Let me get him back. 
We're just waiting on one Silva to come back on the line here, and we will be continuing with the show. And uh, my resolution for 2019 is to get off fucking Blog Talk Radio um, because of issues like this, sound issues, and whatnot. So uh, as we wait for one Silva to call back in, I will um, put a brief musical interlude here. Yeah, he is back. I was going. Okay. I was, go, I was going on a legendary rant there, and, I, and the, the ship wasn't even aired. Anyway, let me get. Let, what, what was the last yeah. thing we heard? You basically said that Eddie Hearn has been ignoring his responsibility to to the boxing fans. He has totally ignored his. He has totally ignored his responsibility to the boxing fan. He has the biggest star in Europe, the number thing. And Anthony Joshua, the almost undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. The only title he doesn't hold is the the WBC title held by Deontay Wilder. Wilder and his promoter, Al Heyman, back in the summer, offered Anthony Joshua $50 million to fight. Now, Wilder wants to fight Joshua. Joshua said over and over again he wants to fight Wilder. But Eddie Hearn, Joshua's promoter, has mixed that fight so far. Why? Because he's got a series of stiff, stiff, I mean, stiffs that he set up for Joshua to fight the Wembley Stadium. Joshua to fight me or you, Logan, and draw 70,000, 80,000 automatically. But come on. It's time for Joshua to fight Wilder. Eddie Hearn has the power to make it. He's decided not to. And that's why he is our pussy of the year. Okay, but let me just say here, why doesn't Joshua just say, hey, fuck you, I'm not fighting anyone except for fucking uh, Wilder. That would be like Mike Tyson telling Don King, fuck you, I'm going to fight Lennox Lewis, I'm going to fight Riddick Bowe, I'm going to fight George Foreman. Joshua cannot fight for anybody but Eddie Hearn. He's got an exclusive deal. In boxing, when you're in bed with a promoter, you can't leave that promoter. Canelo has an No, I, I don't mean leave. Just say, but you can refuse to fight. You can say, hey, I'm not fi- No, I'm not fighting right, until you, you put the other. About. You're, 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 you're right about that. But then, I mean, I mean he, he's going he to lose on a, money and misses, get sued. Yeah, he's going to miss out on a payday. And um, while Joshua makes a nice amount of money in endorsements, not nowhere near what a LeBron James makes or any Serena or Canelo. Or Canelo makes an endorsement. So Joshua has to fight. That's his breadwinner. And Eddie Hearns is promoter. So he, he's handcuffed. I mean, as heavyweight champion of the world, if you're the heavyweight champion of the world, you shouldn't have a promoter. If you're the biggest star in boxing, you shouldn't, you shouldn't um, have a single promoter. Unless, like Canelo Alvarez did, you get a big deal from a network and you some ass fuck it. I don't need another promoter. But when you're the heavyweight champion of the world, Joshua should be able to be a free agent and fight whoever he wants and decide to the highest bidder who my promoter will be. That's a perfect world in boxing. Unfortunately, these fighters, they uh, marry themselves to these promoters, and these promoters are only looking out for themselves. Eddie Hearns, biggest ticket is Anthony Joshua. He doesn't want to lose him. So what does he do? 
he puts him in with his own heavyweight. Soon, there'll be an announcement that Josh was going to fight either 500-pound, big, fat, baby Miller, who's never fought no one, that fucking stiffs, all right, is what big, fat, fucking slob Anthony, uh, uh, Jarrell Miller is fighting. And Dillian White, who's a dangerous opponent, coming off the best heavyweight fight of the year, uh, last week uh, in a great fight that we covered against uh, Derek Chisora with a spectacular left hook, the same left hook that knocked down Joshua three years ago when they fought for the first time. Joshua's a better fighter now, and I see Joshua beating White, but it's it's no risk for Hearns because if Chisora wins, I mean, if White wins, Hearns is promoter. Boom, they go right back to fight each other again in a rematch in Wembley Stadium. Okay, well, I guess we can move on here to the yeah. network of the year. The network of the year is easily, easily, with HBO leaving. HBO had their final card a couple of weeks ago. They're no longer in the boxing game. By the way, I was mistaken. I said Eddie Hearn started the ball rolling with this with these huge TV deals. I apologize. Bob Arum, back in April, began this with a huge deal with ESPN top ranked and right. ESPN and so ESPN this year put out one great fight after another and also helps Logan when they easily have the two best fighters in the world fighting out of top rank exclusively for ESPN that's v- Vasil Lomachenko and Terrence Crawford ESPN had some great fights if you haven't listened Last week's show are our, our greatest fights of 2018, best fights of 2018 on their network. ESPN has shown great cards, and with the two best fighters on the planet, they will continue to show big-time fights. And Top Rank has a, mul- a multitude of Latin American prospects, Mexican and Puerto Rican, Cuban prospects, at their disposal, and one of the biggest prospects is already the greatest fight ever to come out of her. We dropped him again. Hold on. Okay, you're back. All right, where, where did I leave so, off this time? Yeah, you, you basically said that uh, that uh, he has um, some of the two of the greatest fighters. Yeah, he has the two. He has the two best fighters on the planet, and a multitude prospects, um, including probably the two biggest prospects, Mexican American Ryan Garcia, nineteen or twenty year old pretty boy, and. The fuck? Getting dropped again. Nice man. This this is the last time we do a show on this fucking network. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I mean just we should just go straight to YouTube anyway. We are. Um, that's that's the, the big, plan for 2019. The but biggest, go ahead. Uh, Latin, 
the biggest uh, the biggest uh, prospect in boxing right now, Honduran American Teofimo Lopez, is also part of Top Ranks Umbrella, and he will be prominently fit, featured on ESPN as well. So, Network of the Year, ESPN. Okay, now um, the what would be like a runner-up? Showtime. Uh, Showtime. Showtime had biggest heavyweight fights of 2018. The very excellent Deontay Wilder versus Luis Ortiz fight, and the very controversial Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight. So they would be number two. Okay, let's go to event of the year. Uh, that- Shit. All right, hold on. We're going to get him back. All right, one second. Okay, back on. <laughs> all right, event of the year Here, was. Gonna, uh, I'll, I'll edit all this, but go ahead. Right. Event of the year was a last night's exhibition. Now, oh, fuck that. <laughs> That's a fucking. That track. thing was ridiculous. Oh, that was uh, Logan likes to make Rocky references when when we talk about fights, and that was basically Apollo Creed versus uh Ivan Drago, and that poor guy almost got Apollo Creed. Oh my. Oh my God! That man. was that was. Why did they let him in there with them? That that that, yeah. that that was criminal. Well, they they could have done that in America. That's why they went overseas for that bullshit. Anyway, the event of the year, September fifteenth, two thousand eighteen, the rematch between Canelo and Triple G, just a, uh, the highest grossing fight of the year, and uh, you just and uh, we'll be talking more about that fight later. But easily the event of the year. Canelo Triple G two. Right on. And now, I mean, let's speak briefly about Canelo's deal here. Do you think it was a it was a good deal for Canelo? But do you think they're going to make their money back? I I can't see how they could make their money back. Canelo signed a ridiculous. <laughs> and I props to Golden Boy, props to Oscar, props to Canelo. I mean, shit. If people just go to open up your bank account and just throw free money in there, go ahead, take it. But I don't see how. But did they give it to him up front? No, no, it's it's a perfect deal. It's guaranteed money. They gotta okay. pay him. Wow. As long as I don't, I don't see fight, how. They gotta pay him. I don't see how he's gonna make it. that money back. Yeah. No, they, he can't. Okay. First of all, his fights are not no longer on pay per view. They'll be in the movie theater, but Dawson doesn't get to see any of that money. That money goes to Oscar, the movie theaters. The the the, distrib- the distribution company, Canelo, and maybe a percent goes to the guy he destroys. <laughs> right. Dawson doesn't see any of that money. Da- I mean, I don't. I, that's 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 that is a horrible deal in my opinion for Dawson. I just go. I just can't see it. I just can't see how they can make that money back. There is no. I mean. Eleven fights for three hundred and sixty-five million dollars. He's guaranteed three million dollars a fight. They got to give it to him. Where are they getting that money from? They can't get all these subscribers to pay for that thirty-three million. How much did was he On make? Did he deal, make from the Canelo, the Canelo fight, the last Canelo fight? Oh, I mean, uh, the last oh, Triple G fight. Last, he made at least sixty, seventy million, at least. 
at least. Okay. Because remember, you had pay-per-view, you had the movie theaters, right. and you had HBO, and so and with the rights fee. So yeah. I'll, I'll look it up while we're talking, and, and uh, which would be perfect because later on we'll be talking more about this fight. But I cannot see how Canelo. Uh, I mean, not Canelo, how Triple G, how, Triple G, how, uh, how, how Dawson could make, how Dawson could recover and make a profit off of this. All right, let's go to upset of the year. Okay, upset of the year. Now, this was a, this, this fight wasn't a, there was a lot of upsets this year, and, um, some people may point to, uh, Alvarez's knockout over Kovalev is a, is a popular choice. But he wasn't as huge yeah. with your other dog as this fight. Roberto Ramirez versus Dejan Slatakinen, former lightweight champion of the world. Slatakinen was a 10,000 to 1 favorite, and he got knocked the fuck out in the second round. <laughs> he was really? 10,000 so, mean... to 1. Out of fuck. This guy he fought, Roberto Ramirez, was supposed to be a dead body. Slatakinen. Beat him up the entire first round, and in the second round, walked into a right cross, and the career of Dejan is over. You think it's over, huh? His career is over. His career wow. is over. Yeah, uh, Canelo made over like uh, Canelo made over fifty million dollars in this fight against Triple G. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's the and then what was what do you think is a good runner up for the upset of the year? Oh, uh, 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 possibly the the Alvarez uh, the the oh obviously uh, yeah Elida, the one you Alvarez knockout of Kovalev. Uh, they'll be fighting in a they'll be fighting next month on ESPN Plus in a rematch. Uh, 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 but, okay, what about what about other uh, other than that one? Anything well, uh, that was, comes uh, to mind? Donito Donaire's shocking victory over Ryan Burnett in the first round of the World Boxing Super Series Bantamweight Tournament. Uh, that was a huge upset as well. Okay. So let's go to uh, Comeback Fighter of the Year. And it was definitely this is on, Tyson this is on everybody's list. It's definitely yeah, Tyson everybody Fury. Agrees. He fought two dead bodies. Then he fought the best fight he could fight against Deontay Wilder. Now, people call people put this as a fight of the year candidate. I don't know what, because for the first eight rounds, I had just come from a concert and I had to and I was I had to hold myself from falling asleep. It was the first knockdown that woke me up and kept me up for the rest of the fight. That twelfth round, that's the comeback fighter of the year period because he rose from the dead. He was out. Right. And at the count of nine, he jumped up like 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 the spirit took over him. Held on, Deontay Wilder. And Tyson Fury is back, and he's a major major player in the heavyweight division. Right now, the heavyweight division, it's a it's it's a three headed monster with Fury, Wilder, and Joshua. So Tyson Fury came back from drug abuse, came back from from a manic depression. He's bipolar. He came back from all that. That's saying a lot. And he hadn't fought in three years. Came back from all of that to once again be a major player in boxing. Yeah, and a major inspiration too. The way he he his speech at the end say you could do anything. So it's it's inspiring. Yeah, what I he mean, did. I, I I got nothing but respect for uh, Tyson Fury. He came from a lot. I mean, most people 
facing what he faced, drug addiction, mental depression, uh, suicidal thoughts, would have blown their head away. Nah, he, he picked himself up and uh, he, he, he just chose to show you people, no matter how low you get, you could always rise up. And he rose up. A, a big crazy. Yeah, and you, I mean, we, read, we wrote him off. I remember back then, I we were like, I thought he was done. He was, I mean, he was over 340 pounds talking shit on Twitter. I'm like, you're not even in the gym. This was a year ago. Uh, he, he, he picked himself up. Yeah, he went up. on full on Buster Douglas. Yeah. yeah and, um, and, and, he, and if he ever wins the world title again, it'll be on that George Foreman level of the greatest comeback in heavyweight history. Yeah. And if we had a category of greatest comeback performance, that would be in, in it, too, because, uh, yeah, yeah, my God. Uh, uh, everybody predicted he'd get knocked out. Everybody thought he was a shell of his former self. No, he's as good, if not better, than ever. In my opinion, though, he's a better fighter today than he was when he beat Klitschko. Now, um, a lot of people are citing um, they have a – they have the category of trainer of the year, and they're citing um, Deontay Wilder's trainer as the trainer no, of the year. No, 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 no. If there was a trainer of the year that we gave out, I'd give it to the Reynoso brothers. The strategy they had in Canelo going after Triple G. Totally. And, and, and we've talked about, too, how Deontay Wilder doesn't go to the body, so why isn't his trainer telling him to go to the body? I mean... It, well, it's stupid. Trainer, he would have won that his fight. Trainer, his trainer, Mark Breland, one of the greatest amateur fighters of all time, but he never went to the body. He was your basic tall fighter with a great jab and a right cross. He's molded Wilder hmm. after himself. Now, Wilder has shown a great jab in the past, but he's digressed. That jab was not existent in the fight against Fury. He's looking for Wilder has become what Mike Tyson became after Mike Tyson got out of prison. And that was try to knock you out one shot. That's it. You could beat on me. You could win. All I got to do is hit you one time. And that's dangerous. I mean, he could do it, but come on. You, you got to set something up. I mean, he got yeah. – it just I, – I hate I hate that style. I hate that style. And that's what Wilder has become. Uh, I love Mark Breland, and he did a great job of Wilder early in Wilder's career. But it's time for Wilder to get a better trainer, Ed. This is why I wish Emmanuel Stewart was still alive, because if Stewart was alive and he'd get his hands on Wilder, oh, my God, he, you would see a much – you'd see improvement almost on the level of when Stewart took over Lennox Lewis. Well, I was talking about Jay Davis. Uh, Isn't he the uh, trainer the best, of Wilder? The, the, the best trainer in the, of 2018 would have been the Reynoso brothers. It wouldn't even be close. Okay. All right, so um, they, this is the yeah the uh, the comeback fighter of the year, Tyson Fury. Now let's go to the knockout of the year, which has now, a lot of people. Now, 2018 had so many great knockouts, including last week, uh, Dillian White's left hook one punch knockout of Derek Chisora, which is one of the greatest knockouts in heavyweight history. I mean, they had to scrape this motherfucker up off the canvas. He was out before, and then Tiafimo Lopez's one-punch knockout of Mason Bernard, where both fighters want to do it. The Heisman pose. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> Bernard was doing a Heisman pose on his way to the canvas. Those were spectacular. David Lemieux's one-punch knockout 
of Gary O'Sullivan was a uh, was a beast. And any year, any year, those were the one knockout of the year. But I gotta give it to right now the man who's well on his way to becoming the greatest fighter ever to come out of Japan and possibly the second greatest Asian fighter of all time. He has a long way to go before surpassing the Pac-Man. But Naoa, Master Inoue, spectacular right cross knockout. Oh, my God. A one Carlos Payano was a thing of beauty. It was Tommy Hearns-esque. It reminded me of Hearns' knockout of Roberto Duran and Pepito Cuevas. Set up by the jet, blind you with the jab, and then that perfectly executed right cross down the middle. Payano was out as soon as he got hit. Right on the chin, right? Perfectly executed. I mean, that was a tech. The other knockouts, the guys were coming in. No, this was, he had him at the end of the jab, right cross, boom, down you go. Good night. Inoue yeah. is a is a future superstar. He has it all. He's a great boxer. Uh, he's got great technical skills, and he's got brutal power in both hands. And he has just walked so through who, everybody. Who do you want to see Hello? him fight in 2019? Well, he's in the who do you want to see him so, uh, He's in the tournament, the World Boxing Super Series tournament. He's fighting Puerto Rican belt holder Emmanuel Rodriguez. Rodriguez is a very good young fighter. He's not on Inoue's level. Inoue's going to knock out Rodriguez. I see Inoue fighting Zolani Tete, that's, uh, one of the best fighters no one's ever heard of from South, a- South Africa. Very good boxer, good right hand of his own, but he doesn't have the firepower to uh, offset and overtake the great Inoue. After Inoue wins the Bantamweight title, I would love to see him fight uh, Sorugvisai. I would love to see him fight any yeah. of uh, Lewis Neri. I would love to see him fight any of these would be great action fights. And I would always be leaning towards Inoue because that man is special. Okay, so, and uh, the round of the year, which I think I would have Speaking of Sorugvisai, the 12th and final round of his classic fight this past March against Juan uh, Francisco Estrada. Great fight. One of the greatest super flyweight fights of all time. And the 12th round, both men knew the fight was in the balance, and they batted each other for the entire 12th round. Action galore. Great suspense. And uh, so Rukmasai holding on with the with the close and narrow decision. So what about the uh, Saucedo... Um... Fight that we talked about yesterday, uh, last week, uh, oh, that, yeah, round two, four. So if we had action fighter of the year, it would be Alex Orsino because he engaged two of the best fights of the year against Maurice Hooker and Lenny Z, Lenny Sapavigna. Uh, the second round, that, and that round was four, a tremendous round, and that round four yeah. against Lenny Z. Oh my God, those are definite runner-ups. And if if you went with those rounds, I could argue. Because those were great rounds in okay. itself. And you can, hey, I mean, uh, if you haven't seen those fights, listen to our show and go check those out. We have the link. Great, great war. Good. Okay. Let's go to fighter of, or fight of the year. Fight of the which year. Which a lot of people a, a are saying was uh, Tyson Fury uh, 
uh, fight, but but you're, yeah. you, but you're saying that Canelo Triple best, G. That wasn't even the best heavyweight fight of the year. That wasn't even the second best heavyweight fight of the year. The best heavyweight fight That's of the right. year we covered last week. That was Dillian White right. versus Derek Chisora. Eleven rounds of wham, bam, thank you, man, action, culminating with a spectacular one-punch knockout in the 11th round by White. The second best fight was a tremendous war earlier this year between Luis Ortiz and Deontay Wilder. That was a war. Wilder Fury was right. the that third was a best great heavyweight. heavyweight fight. Yeah, that was a great heavyweight fight. Both men out on their feet. Fury versus Wilder, the first eight rounds, was fucking boring. It was horrible. One guy was trying to fight while the other guy was running. It was a horrible fight. Horrible fight. Remember, fans. Remember, boxing fans. If you look at the stats, over 12 rounds, Fury averaged seven landed punches a round. Wilder averaged six landed punches a round. How the fuck is that a fight of the year? <laughs> they're all. It's all about that last part of the fight. They just. Oh, but you just that's four rounds. Four rounds do not make a fight unless it's Hagler Hurts, and it goes three rounds, and that's three rounds of web back decumate action. No, no. Canelo versus Triple G two was the fight of the year because it was two guys at the top of their game, scientifically trying to beat the other guy. And going through hell and bricks to do it. This was the best. I said this on. I said this on the fight game blog article that I wrote with my man Double G of Wrestling Observer fame. Um, and I said this last week on our other podcast. This was the best scientific slugfest I've seen since Tommy Hearns versus Sugar Ray Leonard back in 1981. These were two guys that were that were trying to outfinesse the other guy, but with action galore. A tremendous fight. Canelo took it to the monster, and Triple G, for the first time in his life, had to learn how to fight backing up, and he adjusted in the second half of the fight. Tremendous fight, and that's what separates that fight from so many of the great fights that occurred in 2018, and this was a bad year for action-packed fights. So are we going to see... Uh, Canelo fight a good of this level in 2019. Yes, he, he, he's close to fighting Danny Jacobs in May. Good. And what about Triple G? And, uh, right now, Triple G's still negotiating with all these networks. He's negotiating with Heyman, uh, Top Rank, and Dozen, and Eddie Heard to see who he's going to be. He's going to be promoted by. Okay, so we don't know who's going to. He fight doesn't next. have a deal yet. He doesn't have a deal yet, and in today's boxing landscape, you got to make a deal with one of those guys, or you're not going to make any money. All right, let's get quickly here to fight or fighter of the year, which on is, is on everybody's list. Um, it's no this, contest uh, Russian. this year. It's Alexander Usyk, the second greatest cruiserweight in the history of the world, in the history of boxing had the best year by a cruiserweight, Evander Holyfield, back in 1987. Usyk became the first undisputed cruiserweight champion in 11 years, and he won the World Boxing Super Series tournament by beating three great cruiserweight fighters in Maurice Bredis and the great Tony Bellew from the Creed Creed series. He had a 
spectacular, spectacular, spectacular year. And his um, uh, his gold medal in the Olympics is in heavyweight. That's which uh, is funny because now crazy. he's going to make he is going to make a re- he is going well he's six foot three, which is perfect for heavyweight eighteen eighties and nineteen nineties. Um, he has the style to be very very competitive with with the uh, with, with, with with that with the current heavyweight landscape. Um, we got to see if his chin could take a punch from a Joshua or a Wilder. But it would be very right. intriguing. I could see him outboxing those guys. Now, look, Fury gave Wilder problems, and he didn't land any punches. Imagine Usyk against Wilder. He could beat Wilder. I mean, this man has had a spectacular 2018, and he's cleaned up the cruiserweight division. There's nothing left for him at cruiserweight. He's six foot three, gained 20 pounds. I, at six foot three, two twenty, he could compete with any heavyweight on the planet. Yeah, he's that good, and uh, man, he's he, he's only he's he kind of just got on the radar after getting all these uh, well, but when you're championships. The cruiserweight, the cruiserweight division is the toilet bowl of boxing. <laughs> right? uh, other than Evander Holyfield, no one at cruiserweight. James Tony won the title and left it right away. Went to heavyweight. Cruiserweight is like is like uh, going is like uh, junior high school. No one talks about it. Right. It's high school and college. Right. No one talks about. Oh, I had my greatest years at junior high. No, the cruiserweight division is junior high school. You graduate from there to go to high school. Well, whatever. He's he's still he managed to get the fighter of the year, and uh, he's on everybody's list. So we're going to keep an eye on this guy and Oh, yeah, uh, in I just know, I, uh, right now he doesn't have anything scheduled uh, as far as opposition. If I was his promoters, if I was his team, I'd have him face a perfect example. I don't know if this guy will fight anymore. He took a severe beating. But I would love to see him fight Derek Chisora. That type of guy mm. would, would be perfect for Usyk because he's coming at Usyk, and Usyk could use his superior boxing skill, and he would look great against a Derek Chisora. Uh, uh, fight one what, what of those guys first before going up against a Lewis Ortiz, a Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, or Anthony Joshua. Love to see him fight Joseph Parker. That would be another good matchup. He's able to go ahead and fight one of the big three. All right, great. So uh, we're about and to he's uh, got uh, run at out of time. A 50% chance against any of those three fighters. He's that great. Cool. So before we get cut off here, I just want to wish everybody a happy new year and thanks for your support. Our numbers are doubled up this year, so we're getting a lot of support from people and I we appreciate it. We will be switching next year to we're still going to be on um iTunes and things like that, but we're kind of going to switch out of this blog talk shithole and go to uh YouTube. So look for us there and on all the other platforms uh, that you can usually find podcasts, uh, World Championship Boxing will be there. And once over, you've, always, you've been great again for this last year, so I want to thank you and uh, wish you a happy new year. So um, thanks, thanks, everybody, for listening. Once over, peace, man. Talk to you next week, big man. Later. Yeah, talk to you.